Section 20 of Myths and Legends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Myths and Legends of Ancient Greece and Rome by E. M. Barons. Greek Festivals. Eleusinian Mysteries. One of the most ancient and important among the festivals observed by the Greeks was that of the Eleusinian Mysteries, which was celebrated in honor of Demeter and Persephone. The name was derived from Eleusis, a town in Attica, where the mysteries were first introduced by the goddess herself. They were divided into the greater and lesser mysteries, and, according to the general account, were held every five years. The greater, which were celebrated in honor of Demeter, and lasted nine days, were held in autumn, the lesser, dedicated to Persephone, who at these festivals was affectionately called Cora, or the Maiden, were held in spring. It is supposed that the secrets taught to the initiated by the priests, the expounders of the mysteries, were moral meanings, elucidated from the myths concerning Demeter and Persephone, but the most important belief inculcated was the doctrine of the immortality of the soul. That the lessons taught were of the highest moral character is universally admitted, the souls of those who participated in them were filled with the sweetest hopes, both as to this and to the future world. And it was a common saying among the Athenians, in the mysteries no one is sad. The initiation into these solemn rites, which was originally the exclusive privilege of the Athenians, was accompanied with awe-inspiring ceremonies, and secrecy was so strictly enjoined that its violation was punished by death. At the conclusion of the initiation great rejoicings took place. Chariot races, wrestling matches, etc., were held, and solemn sacrifices offered. The initiation into the lesser mysteries served as a preparation for the greater. Thesmophoria The Thesmophoria was another festival held in honor of Demeter, in her character as presiding over marriage and social institutions resulting from the spread of agriculture. This festival was celebrated exclusively by women. Dionysia A joyous spring festival was held in honor of Dionysius, in the month of March, and lasted several days. This festival, which was called the Greater Dionysia, was celebrated with a particular splendor at Athens, when strangers flocked from all parts of the world to take part in the ceremonies. The city was gaily decorated, the houses were garlanded with ivy leaves, Crowds perambulated the streets, everything wore its holiday garb, and wine was freely indulged in. In the processions which took place during these festivities, the statue of Dionysus was carried, and men and women, crowned with ivy and bearing the thyrsus, were dressed in every description of grotesque costume, and played on drums, pipes, flutes, cymbals, etc. Some representing Silenus rode on asses, Others, wearing fawn-skins, appeared as Pan or the Satyrs, and the whole multitude sang paeans to the honor of the wine-god. Public shows, games, and sports took place, and the entire city was full of revelry. What lent additional interest to these festivals was the custom of introducing new comedies and tragedies to the public, representations of which were given, and prizes awarded to those which elicited the greatest admiration. The Lesser Dionysia were vintage festivals, celebrated in rural districts in the month of November, and were characterized by drinking, feasting, and joviality of all kinds. 
In connection with some of the festivals in honour of Dionysus were certain mystic observances, into which only women, called Menides or Bacchantes, were initiated. Clad in fawn-skins, they assembled by night on the mountain-sides, some carrying blazing torches, others thyrsi, and all animated with religious enthusiasm and frenzy. They shouted, clapped their hands, danced wildly, and worked themselves up to such a pitch of excitement and fury, that in their mad frenzy they tore in pieces the animal brought as a sacrifice to Nionysus. Under the name of Bacchanalia, these mystic rites were introduced into Rome, where men also were allowed to participate in them, but they were attended with such frightful excesses that the state authorities at length intervened and prohibited them. Panathenea the Panathenea was a famous festival celebrated in Athens in honour of Athenipolius, the guardian of the state. There were two festivals of this name, the lesser and the greater Panathenea. The former was held annually, and the latter, which lasted several days, was celebrated every fourth year. For the greater Panathenea a garment, embroidered with the gold, called the peplus, was specially woven by Athenian maidens, on which was represented the victory gained by Athena over the giants. This garment was suspended to the mast of a ship which stood outside the city, and during the festival, which was characterized by a grand procession, the ship, with the peplus on its mast, was impelled forward by means of invisible machinery, and formed the most conspicuous feature of the pageant. The whole population, bearing olive branches in their hands, took part in the procession, and amidst music and rejoicings this imposing pageant wended its way to the temple of Athenipolis, where the peplus was deposited on the statue of the goddess. At this festival Homer's poems were declaimed aloud, and poets also introduced their own works to the public. Musical contests, foot and horse races, and wrestling matches were held, and dances were performed by boys in armor. Men who had deserved well of their country were presented at the festival with a crown of gold, and the name of the person so distinguished was announced publicly by a herald. The victors in the races and athletic games received, as a prize, a vase of oil, supposed to have been extracted from the fruit of the sacred olive-tree of Athena. THE Daphnephoria. The Daphnephoria was celebrated at Thebes in honour of Apollo every ninth year. The distinguishing feature of this festival was a procession to the Temple of Apollo, in which a young priest, the Daphnephorus, of noble descent, splendidly attired and wearing a crown of gold, was preceded by a youth, carrying an emblematical representation of the sun, moon, stars, and days of the year, and followed by beautiful maidens bearing laurel branches, and singing hymns in honour of the gods. End of section 20